Hey, Cards of the Octagon fans. Um, thank you guys for being here. I did want to say that please excuse the quality on this episode. It is our first time doing the episode in person. We are learning as we go and we're making improvements as we go. Our next episode will sound a lot better, I guarantee it. This is a fun one, so I really hope you enjoy it, but it doesn't sound the best, so I'm really sorry about that. But enjoy the show nonetheless. Thank you guys for being here. Back to another episode of Cards of the Octagon. Today we are sitting here in person, all three of us hanging out. Uh, Devin's here. Gavin is back to St. Louis. I'm actually looking at him directly in the face right now as I say these words. I'm here, everybody. Um, make sure you follow us on our social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter. That's at Cards of the Octagon, at Cards of the Octagon for Twitter, at all cards on both Instagram and Twitter for Gavin. At sports underscore cards at Instagram and Twitter for both for um, the shop and uh, make sure you go check out the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, this this is a first person episode. I don't know if we're going to be doing much of these because Gavin has to come back to school after the end. The semester picks up again, but it's summertime. It's summertime person again. Yeah, so this is fights going forward in some point. This is going to be a lot of fun because we get to like actually like. It's not just on a call. We get to actually talk. So expect a lot of engagement. Maybe more. Maybe if we get a fighter with us at an event too, wink, wink, might happen. Yeah, that'd be that'd happen. be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Definitely. All right. So you guys, let's let's yeah, get right do. into it. Uh, we'll start with reviewing last Saturday night's card. It was main evented and headlined by Kevin Holland versus uh, Stephen Thompson. See my hands moving. That's kind of what I do when I anyway. Anyway, it was headlined by Stephen Thompson, Kevin Holland, of course. Great performance from Wonderboy. Really entertaining fight. Some other great performances were on that card as well. It was a really fun card. I think the last, I think the last like five or six fights were ended in finishes. It was really entertaining. Very fun night of fights on mainstream ESPN. Yeah, and not only were there five or six knockouts that we saw, but underdogs. I feel like underdogs is the tale of the tape of this card specifically. I mean. I don't know the last time I saw this many underdogs win in a row, actually. Not only just win on the card, but win in a row. We saw Angela Hill, Philip Rowe, Clay Guida, Michael Johnson, just to name a few. And then Eric Andres. It was crazy. And the fight was amazing. It was really cool that it was on ESPN and it was so good. Just more eyes on the UFC, which is super exciting as well. So, Gavin, what were some of your favorite performances from Saturday night? I would say, man, I had a lot. So obviously, I'll start with Steven Thompson. I feel like he came out and impressed everyone that watched that card. I feel like everybody knew Steven Thompson was a great fighter all around, very good at striking, but I don't think anybody was expecting him to look as sharp as he did. It looked like he could go another five rounds after the towel was thrown in. But with that being said, I also liked RDA's performance. Nikolaus' performance was amazing. Roman Dolce was one that really impressed me. I knew he was a solid fighter. I'm a big Jack Hermanson fan. So seeing the submission, not submission, but the lock that he had on Hermanson's leg was pretty crazy. I wasn't expecting that. So that was impressive. Um, and lastly, Guida and Michael Johnson also really impressed me. Guida being an older guy, still sticking around in the UFC. Scott Oldsman's not a guy that is just a pushover. So I thought it was really, really cool that Clay actually went out there and performed. And then the Michael Johnson upset was amazing as well. Yeah, I thought it was a great night of fights. Again, a mix of veterans winning, a mix of, you know, up and coming rise in the rankings winning. To me, though, you know, obviously, Sergey Pavlovich, dominant performance against Taito Ivasa, a guy that's been there against almost every heavyweight in the division right now in the top 10. But to me, though, the most sort of impressive performance considering their past fights was Eric Anders. This is a guy that just went out there, threw, threw a lot of punches, a lot of shots at Kyle Dawkins and put him away in the second round. Anders, of course, former uh, NCAA champion football player with Alabama, was a great linebacker there. A lot of physical attributes to his, to his uh, credit, but he's had some trouble in the past with, with, with some of his output issues, some of his consistency with wrestling, but looked Looked as good as ever on Saturday night against Kyle Dawkins. Someone I think can be, I know he's 35, but someone I think can be a, a rising threat at 185. Yeah, definitely. I think talking about that fight a little bit more, I mean, 
Kyle's height difference with Eric was one thing that kind of concerned me for Eric in that fight. Also, Eric, from what we've seen, hasn't been the most consistent with striking and finishing. So it was very surprising to see how sharp Eric looked against Kyle, with Kyle being significantly taller, having the significant reach advantage. It was a great win by Eric. I think, yeah, and, and he's the guy who talked about the other fights, uh, Roman Delize, who I don't think has a lot of cards right now. So it should be rookie in 2023 products. Dominant win over Jack Hermanson. Look great striking, look great on the ground. That's guy has been a very, very tough bet in his last few fights. So look out for Delize cards in 2023. Sergey Pavlovich has cards. I think he was a rookie in, I think it was 2020, top knockout. Yeah, it was more recently. One of the last top knockouts set, he was a rookie. Does Tui Boss have cards? Yes. So, do you guys think with Tui Boss's hype, like, because Tui Boss was very hyped and like he has such a personality yeah. in the UFC, um, do you think this long term hurts, like, how bad he lost? Do you think that long term hurts his card or is his personality still going to? I think at this point, no one was expecting to be champion ever. Um, you look at who he's beaten, you know, guys like Greg Hardy. I mean, Great fighters, but he had never really gotten over the hump to beating guys like Don or Pavlovich, uh, uh, guys that Rosados early on in his career, right? Guys that are, are legends, are great, great fighters. So I think he, he's kind of one of those guys that's a fan favorite. His Derek Lewis. Sell because of, yeah, exactly. He's really in that line of Derek Lewis because he's a fan favorite, a guy that will go out there. I mean, even as he was getting hit by Pavlovich, he was still throwing the back punches, right? Like he was still going out. Throwing shots to try to get that lucky punch in, yeah. so he'll always be that guy. But uh, and I don't think anybody, and similar to Lewis, ever thought he would ever be a top tier, no doubter champion or top five or top three guy. But he's made a living, made a career, made a card market out of being a really, really solid fan favorite heavyweight. Yeah, I mean he's coming off of two losses, so I'm sure. I mean. Specifically with his market, I mean, you're not going to see it go in the positives. It's probably stay where it is. It stayed where it was when he lost to Gon. I don't think anybody he has the puncher's chance in every fight. That's what's inter interesting about Tuivasa. So it's like he's a fan favorite. He's got the puncher's chance no matter who he's fighting. Maybe probably never going to be champ, but he's just got those fans behind him. So what's, I think uh, what's his ranking? Uh, I think he actually just fell from what I. Today. I saw a thing that says as of December 6th, he's number five in the heavyweight. He's out of the top 10, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he is now number five. So he moved down a spot. Um, Sergey actually moved up to number three. Sergey replaced Curtis Blades at number three, moved down to Ivasa um, and Curtis Blades. I mean, if you have the paddle that's color right now, you're definitely happy. He's, he's in, probably going to be fighting Blades or God next. I would probably think God would be the logical opponent. Over Blades, I think they mentioned would be maybe in that Jones and Gone and Stipe kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, I think Gone too, but Gone I think would be a more inclined to take a fire Pavlovich than Blades, in my opinion. Yeah. Blades only lost to one guy at heavyweight, or two guys, but one of them's Derek Lewis, but he's lost to Gone twice. Gone, I think it's will build up from that kind of loss being more recently. Um, either way, though, Pavlovich is going to have a big fight sometime in 2023. His cars are already doing very, very well. Yeah, I mean, we saw it. Me and Devin were talking as that fight just ended, and we were looking up Sergey cards, and they were literally disappearing on eBay by the second, right after it happened. So, yeah, and there were none on Com C. I looked yeah. and checked out my cards, and I think the only one was like some base Donner's cards. Yeah, but even he sold now on Com C. He had like six or seven numbered cards that were all been that were all snapped, snapped up. Um, I think he, it just shows, it shows that the UC market's still there, it's still present, it's still hot. Right, I get to win. Who, you know, who the clearly UFC they've been very, very high on. I mean, he made his beat for Alistair Over. Right, yeah. he's a former champion in Russia. Like he's a for the talent guy in the UFC and was great so far in the UFC as well. So, you know, shows that there's still a market to be had with guys who are breaking through right now. Of course, yeah, and I think the Gone fight does make the most sense as far as matchups in the future go because we know he has knockout power, but Gone. Being that number one spot under Nganu, we know that he's so technical that yeah, like Pavlovich touch, touch gone. That's the big question. Yeah, exactly. But Gan throw a Pavlovich not being hit back with a power shot. Yeah, another question to ask at that point as well. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen somebody just walk towards someone with that amount of power, especially a guy 
with Tui Vasa, I was talking to a couple of different people about that fight. A lot of I feel like everybody's in agreement that Tui Vasa did come back a little too early, especially being in the heavyweight division and especially coming off of a fight with Gon, who has the power. I mean, Tui Vasa took some big, big shots in that fight. So Pavlovich definitely does have power, but I don't think it helped Tui Vasa coming back as early as he did. So he, he fought literally like three months right before because it was September 3rd and then he fought again December 3rd. Yeah, no, it, it was a quick turnaround for him, especially in the heavyweight division where they're taking insane blows, especially coming from Serial Gone, who's the number one yeah, contender. Man, that's, too. A, that's a big fight. And then the last woman on the card I think was, was really impressive was Matus Nikolau, who just dominated Matt Schnell from the beginning. Uh, Best celebration. Knockdowns. Yeah, some great great celebration. I mean, he's now, I believe, won, I think it's four in a row in his second stint in the UFC already. Because he was, he was in the UFC, then he was cut. I think won twice outside the UFC, has now won four in a row since re-signed with the UFC. Uh, in my opinion, he's in the picture with, with Pantoja, with, of course, Reynolds, who are fighting in next, next year. So he's up there with, you know, Flyweight stacked. Top flyweights. Flyweight is stacked. I feel like that's a division a lot of people forget about. We have Figgy, Moreno, Pantoja, Kai Kara France, Roy Val. A lot of people forget about Roy Val and then Nicolau now. Yeah, so there's there's some guys and those are those every guy you just named, Gavin, is entertaining, is most of them are great strikers and great grapplers. Because you have to be well rounded at flyweight. You have to be able to grapple guys, you know, yeah, guys like Roy Val. Maybe better than and same with Moreno. We have to be able to strike too. And Figueredo and Pantoja both throw hands. So being well rounded is a key thing to have when you're fighting fighting that flyweight. I agree. So that was it, that card. Now let's do our our new weekly segment. We did it, we introduced it last week, but getting to know the UFC card of Octagon. Yeah. Oh. We got to do like a little jingle, like a yeah. Well, but not by anybody singing here, though. No, that's that's how we got to do it, man. Heck yeah, that's right. So <laughs> today we're going to cover. We'll, we'll go around the table here because we're really at a table right now. Do our top three favorite UFC cards in our personal collections. I think we each kind of pick cards that sort of reflect not only our interests within the UFC hobby, but also our favorite fighters, our favorite sets, our favorite sort of eras. Yeah, definitely. Because we talked about our favorite products last podcast, and one of my cards is from one of my favorite products that I listed, and one of the favorite my favorite years that UFC made product. So they do kind of reflect. And IPC GSP, I talked about that a little. So I do have. Okay, yeah, I'll start. card around Okay, so my first card that I'll uh, talk about, I've got a. I'll the pictures on the Instagram after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, GSP, George St. Pierre, it's an on-card auto, it's tier one autographs, and it's the bookend one out of 15. So there's only 15 in existence. This is the first on print. It's an on-card auto, so obviously, I just like on-card autos more than stickers. So this one sticked out to me, not only because I love GSP, but the on-card auto, the first on the print, it's literally everything in a card that you could want, basically, if you want a certain card. It's gold ink, nice card. From 2017, yeah, it's gold ink to 2017 tops. So that's, that's my, my first one. I'll let you guys go because I don't have three different ones. I just have like a concept of cards. So you guys go ahead and. My first card is going to be my, I believe it was 2014 tops knockout, Gilbert Belinda, Diego Sanchez, dual autograph. Uh, that's one of my, it's a, it was a fight that happened at the UFC 166. One of my favorite fights ever I ever saw live or on TV. But Melendez or Sanchez, in my opinion, is probably the top five. It's in the top five of best fights ever. It was just entertaining, exciting. And to get a card that has both those fighters from one of the earlier fights I ever watched in, I believe it was 2013, really kind of, it's cool for me to see. I look back at that card now and remember where I was watching that card. I believe it was still in high school at the time. So, a fun, fun memory of a great fight. The cool thing about that card, too, is a lot of people like me, myself, I like the older cards, obviously, but there's fight poster cards out there. And when you guys see the card, it looks like the main people on the fight poster, which is so cool. And it's a dual autograph. It's, it's a sick card. Such a sick card. Bob? You know, I'll, I'll let you guys bounce around until you're done because, again, 
All righty. This is in no particular order. My The second card that I've got up is from, like I talked about on the previous podcast, 2017 Tops Chrome. Uh, and it's a Dominant Cruise on-card auto, uh, and it's five of five. So it's the red uh, parallel in this set. So the reds are out of five. There's the base red out of five that doesn't have the auto, and then there's the on-card auto. Since 2017 Tops Chrome, I'm pretty sure is almost all on card except Conor McGregor, I believe. Yeah, there might be two I believe or three people. Some of the inserts were not on card either. Yeah, so it's a Dominic Cruz red five of five. So another bookend and it's I got a grade in PSA nine. So that's my second is one. Is that pop one? Uh I believe it is pop one. Yeah, I'd probably say it's pop one. I haven't seen any other on the market, but I think it's pop one. So that's my favorite. I think in my opinion Dominic Cruz is the bantamweight goat, in my opinion. So I thought it was really cool to have a nice Dominic Cruz. Second card in my collection is uh, Yuri Prohaska Prism Rookie Octagon numbered out of eight. Beautiful. It's graded to Becky nine. I believe it's, yeah, it's eight tire centering, 10 edges, nine corners, nine surface. Uh, as I said on the show yesterday, uh, last week, I'm a huge fan of the Octagon set in Prism. They're out of the number of eight, so like eight sides to the octagon, of course. And the card has like octagon like shapes across the border. Yeah, like it's a really cool way to kind of tie in UFC, UFC specific, you know, shape and you know, item, I guess, to yeah. the cards. And I love the way it looks. Yuri's, yeah, Yuri's one of my favorite fighters. Is probably one of the not in my top three favorite favorite fighters. Love the way he fights. Love the way he acts. The way he does his thing, I guess it's great. I'm sad about him not fighting this Saturday. You know, he's hurt now. I'm sad about that, but I know he'll come back strong when he's back in the year or whatever it's gonna be. But yeah, I love I love that card. It's a great rookie. It's probably in my opinion a very underrated rookie in twenty twenty one product. I know everybody's all up on Tremai and Rafael so he's a great fighter, but Yuri is a champion. He's a good well he's He'll be, champ again. he'll be champ again. Exactly. He'll be champ, he'll be again. champ again. That's what matters. It's uh, not about now. It's about big the fan of Yuri. Big fan of that card. It's a big card, Gavin, for yeah. your third pick. So my, my last card, not only is it probably the biggest UFC card I've ever seen, in my personal opinion, literally too, but it holds a lot of sentimental value to me too. Um, 314 Sports Cards, I moved up to St. Louis last year, and I would come into the shop, and me and Devin would always talk about UFC, and I would look at UFC cards. And this specific card caught my eye, and I, I wanted it so bad, like so, so bad. And Devin was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to move it. I don't know. Eventually, he said, one day. And uh, when I moved um, away from St. Louis, uh, Devin sent me a package, and I had no clue what was going to be in it. And I opened it, and it was this card. Um, so not only is it my favorite card in my collection, because of who's on it. Let me explain the card now. Sorry. It's got it's a booklet card. It's Brennan Schwab Auto, Shane Carwin Auto, John Jones Auto, George St. Pierre Auto, Donald Cerrone Auto, and a Clay Guida Auto. And this is numbered out of five. And it's from 2012 UFC uh, Tops Knockout. Um, but yeah, it's just holds such a significant value to me that it's my favorite card in my collection. And I'm a big GSP collector, so for it to have GSP on it just made it even sweeter. But Honestly, not only does it have GSP, it has John Jones, who these are two guys that people consider the goats in their own opinion. So having two goats on one card is amazing. Cowboy is one fan favorite for sure. Shane Carwin was great in the UFC. Clay Guida just picked up a recent win, so that's awesome to have him on there. Whenever I show somebody this card, they always think it's hilarious and always ask me, how did Brendan Schwab get on that card? And I think that's, that just makes the card so much better that Brendan Schwab is on the card to me. Yeah, well, it belongs in your collection, Gavin, and happy you have it, and, and happy to get to know you the last couple of uh, years. And I, I gotta, I gotta let the the viewers or the listeners know since they can't see us. But like, I'm, I'm watching as like De Gavin is explaining this card. Devin's looking at him like a proud older brother, and he's like, he's just like, it's like this, this, this whole like, I mean, this podcast wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for all three of us here, and I think that's. That's cool that we're connecting over UFC I cards. Think this, I think this podcast is sort of the culmination of the beginning, culmination, the start of something with us three loving UFC and you loving yeah. UFC cards. When Gavin would walk in talk UFC with me and Bob, that's like, wow, no one in a year and a half of being a yeah. I've never done that. Exactly. With and that's, that's why I think, like, to your point, like, 
there, there's a there's a a big part of where cards are about collecting and about the people rather than like values and 100%. stuff like that. Yeah. I, mean, I was talking hockey, like baseball, basketball, football too, soccer even, but UFC has always been that kind of like it's very niche in some regards still. So not a lot of people come in and say, "Hey, who's your favorite fighter? Do you like GSP? Do you like John Jones?" It's like, and here comes Gavin, which is like he's a great guy, nice guy, you know. Fits everything that we're trying to do, and is love talking UFC with him. Has a good opinion too about UFC, I think. So I appreciate it's, that. It's been fun to talk with him and just collaborate on great things. I can't wait. We cannot wait for 2023 and beyond of this podcast, of this content, of our friendship, and everything else to be involved with that. So yeah. it's hard for me to live up to that as my third and final favorite card. <laughs> However, uh, my third and favorite final card would be my Walking Buckley Black Prism One One Rookie Card. SGC 10. Such a sick uh, card. It's not literally insane. Of SGC, but it is kind of black on the border, so it just kind of it does add to the black black border of the Buckley card. Um, as you know, he's from St. Louis. We're, I'm in St. Louis. The shop is in, we all are right now in St. Louis, too. We're big Joaquin Buckley fans. Big fight this Saturday. He's, I think, the first fight of the televised prelims. A little bit nervous, you know, first time when that one's going to go down. I don't know, but a fan, fan of mine. I'm, I'm a fan of his. Actually. <laughs> he might be a fan <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe at some point we'll have him on, right? But um, yeah, it's exciting that you know, getting the card. When that card can I, I want to have a card of a black prison of a rookie card in the product, um, and be able to have one of a guy who is from St. Louis, you know, grew up here, to live here when he's not in training. Uh, it's cool for me because we at the shop. If you don't know, we we we, we really push local born athletes and local born uh hockey players now ufc fighters you know we've, we've, we've had two players who play for hockey in the nhl come in the store uh gonna have hopefully more in the, in the future too we love we love the community of athletes and cardinals and sports players here so. trying to manifest walking buckley on the podcast it'll, it'll happen i think so just just having someone who's from St. louis who who drove down all the boulevard and and has been through the loop it's like it's cool for us cool for me that was all my life. I love Lewis. The Black Prism is so iconic. I mean, it's one of the cleanest looking cards. And if if you didn't know, Buckley doesn't have many cards and products. And so his Prism rookie card. And, that, and that's it. That's it. Is it actually, yeah. So I have only one of one. Yeah. So it's actually like not only a one of one, it's a one of one of one. And his picture is super cool too. So. Yeah, his picture is really cool in it. So I I said I didn't have like three favorite picks because I'm not my my collection for UFC isn't that extensive, uh, but I am working on something and it is the Amir Bazi Rainbow. So I guess I would just call that my favorite thing. Um, currently I have the uh, Gold Prism out of five. Um, that's in a PSA. Gold out, out of ten. My bad. My bad. So gold out of ten. My bad. And then I have the White Sparkle, which is short printed to twenty or twenty five. Um, so those are probably my, the two best ones. If anyone has the one-on-one and wants to DM the podcast and they want to move it, let me know because I'm up definitely up. interested. Um, why, is is that, a, why is it your favorite fighter or one of your favorite fighters? Well, we should have the, so, the fancy background. Father. So I, as as I like, I remember like when the product first came out, I didn't even know about him to be honest. And we saw the the base card and Devin was like, oh, look, this guy has the same last name. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's got the same last name as me. And uh, he was like, yeah, you can have the, the base card. And I, I was like, cool. And then I showed my dad the card. And my dad goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, we know him. And I was like, pardon? <laughs> and uh, I talked to my cousins, and they're like, yeah, he's like a distant cousin. He lives in the U.K. Um, he's a, he doesn't know I exist. but He will. He, will, he, he might. might. Going and he's like a third or fourth cousin from our family. And, and so to me, that's like – I didn't even know this man existed. And then I found out through the, pr- the cards. I was like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, hopefully you're going to be a good guest on the podcast. Hey, I could, I could make it happen. See like at, a fight, make it ha- at a fight, maybe we'll interview him or something. Pull, pull, out, opening. pull out the blood connection, you know? Say, hey, Amir, I'm your cousin. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, but just as Don't a, throw him off his game if it's fight it's been, night. It's, it's, it's been great getting to see you collect UFC cards. Fought. Obviously, you know UFC, love it. You love Adesanya, right? But... No, I'm also proud of your collection with 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 Al-Bazi and and seeing your 
your interest grow with him is your PC kind of forefront. It's been cool. So yeah, I think I think it's it's also cool because again, this isn't it's more just it's more than just like cards. It's more than just cardboard. That's a right? it's just on the yeah. side of this hobby so great. It's collecting, you know, guy from St. Louis, collecting guy who has the same last name as you, collecting someone who is your favorite fighter, right? It's yeah, GSP has a great story too, man. I mean if the stories, the background is so cool. That's what really feeds into personal collections with cards for a lot of people. And that's why that's why I love it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. look, GSP is valuable. Hopefully, we'll keep up. Same with Amir Abazi, yeah. but it's beyond value in dollar sign with with certain PC cards, right? Yeah, I feel like I feel like even even if Amir was like constantly losing, I'd still support him. You know? Yeah, and we're gonna have all these posted on the cards of the Octagon Instagram. Probably make some cool videos, show off these yeah, cards. We'll, on the TikTok we'll too, probably so. do a, a real like showing the cards yeah. off instead of so just you guys like, can pictures. see. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, hopefully our descriptions match what you're about to see, and <laughs> you don't <laughs> get too. <laughs> right like, yeah, they're probably like these are so. <laughs> yeah, so stay tuned for future segments about getting to know the hosts. Um, looking forward to sharing. It's fun for us to kind of share our connection to UFC cards, connection to UFC, our love of it on a more level that's more personal than just someone's opinion, right? So it's fun for us to do the segment. Hope you guys enjoy it as well. Yeah. So next, uh, I actually just got into town today. So I, I've been at the shop all day. And the first thing that I noticed when I walked in, I was like, Devin, PFL is out. I know it's not UFC, but it is PFL. So there is a new PFL product out uh, with Upper Deck. My uh, my dad actually came in with me. He ripped the box. Um, pretty nice. Pretty, it's it's not bad at all. Yeah, he got it. So it's what? Olivier Aubin Mercier. It's, so the box is, so it's a 20, 20 box case. And the autos are one in every seven boxes. And I think the only variation to the autos are the gold out of 25. So oh, there's the number base too, though, right? Oh yeah. So there's number base, but for autographs, it's either base or out of twenty-five. There's no like yes. a spectrum of numbered cards for autos. So and, yeah. So Gavin's dad pulled the Olivier Albamers Gay Auto, newest PFL champ. Yeah. Uh, and the set looked really cool. I like how they have like almost every fighter in PFL or any almost every finalist had a card. Pest had a card as well. But, yeah, he did. Uh, we saw I think uh, card. another card that I think is really cool. It was the Clarissa, Clarissa Shields card. Of course, former, I think it's, you know, boxing legend who they had a couple of pro fights with the PFL. That's a card that in the future, you know, if she can start getting more wins in the PFL, maybe get some more wins in boxing, could be considered her rookie card, perhaps. I don't yeah. think there's a card in any other product that's like mainstream. So, could be a card of some other boxing goat. Yeah, the card art was cool. It's, just it, I liked it honestly. I think it has potential. Just like I said in previous podcasts, I think the PFL does have potential just as a company in a whole. So with the cards, I think it has potential too. And we did see a Kayla Harrison card. We we got her base card, so that was cool to see Kayla Harrison. Um, I like how it's a box set. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Like a tw- it's like twenty dollars a box too. So yeah. it could have could have made you know a two hundred dollar box hobby product, but yeah. a there wouldn't be enough fighters to put, and b it wouldn't be it wouldn't sell. You know, I think I think there's a couple of cool things from just like a card perspective, card making perspective. A, the fact that it's at an affordable price point where it could kind of give more viewership to the um, to the actual like to the actual fights because people walk into like a hobby shop and they're like, oh, what is this? And they kind of learn from it yep. Two, because it's affordable. I think a lot of people might be just doing it for the fun of it, which is super cool. And the fact that it still has incentive, like autos and numbered cards is super cool. And I think like to your point, Devin, in a few years, right? Uh, someone's going to, if someone makes it like super popular, maybe even goes to the UFC, they're going to be like, oh, so this was their first card. And it's going to be one of those like, kind of like products that like, like, oh, this is like, this is a product that came out way back in, you know, 2020, the end of 2022. And not a lot of people really bought it, but it was still super cool, like that kind of thing. I yeah. think, it's, yeah, it's like the face within the box set. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing. It's not just you get twenty cards every set. Like we, we just talked about autograph chance. The connections with the cards. I mean, most of these PFL people, previous to the PFL, a lot of people have connections with these fighters. Either if it was the UFC or boxing or something else. So 
it brings in a whole bunch of different aspects. I mean, we saw it today when I came in the shop with my dad. My dad was like, what's that box, PFL? And I was like, oh, it's a different fighting uh, promotion company. And he was like, oh, okay. And he was interested and was asking questions. And he was like, you know what? $20 a box, a chance at an auto. There's numbered cards. Why not? I mean, it's really cool. So not only does it, it's not only is it cool in the card community, but it's also, I agree with Vlad. I think it's going to draw a lot more eyes to people looking into PFL as a whole, not just for the card. And the PFL, except for the pay-per-view that was the last, the final uh, fight night of them for the year, it's on ESPN. So it's on mainstream ESPN. On like a Thursday night, I'm pretty sure is when they, is when they go live or when they're on, or when they fight. So there's a real chance that this connection with Upper Deck and more card products really helps get their name out there. You know, a lot of people love UFC cards, right? And we have right next to our UFC products on the shelf. Yeah. So someone coming in looking for a little bit of a different different thing or uh, even stocking stuff for the holidays, right? You know, buys a box set, watches the season next year, helps the PFL, helps Upper Deck, helps cards. I also, think, I also think it, to your point, it does help Upper Deck because a lot of people have frustrations with Panini sometimes. And I think people who are fans of hockey or fans of Marvel or fans of anything that Upper Deck does, they're going to look at another Upper Deck product. Like some people come in and like we have Upper Deck Golf and they're like, you know what, I'm going to try this out because it's an Upper Deck product. And I know they have made good products. So when they see like PFL Upper Deck, they're like, oh, well, I'm interested in what's happening in the fighting, you know, uh, niche. So I'm going to try to get into it through the Upper Deck. And I think that's, I think that's also, yeah, yeah, yeah first see what's next. You know, I know they've done the the I think they're called uh, game or fight day moments. So they do like similarly like like a tops now. They do like cards of like specific moments during the PFL season that sell, that sell. Yeah, it's similar to that. They sell individually on the like, site. So I'm curious to see next year if they make a a more like pack opened pack opening PFL product. But either way, again, I think I think it's a good good collaboration. It's a good. A, a good starting point for what could be a increasing market. People, you know, also look, people, yeah, people love, love, they, 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 uh, they love the, the UFC, but there is a lot of people who are saying, well, they don't pay their fighters enough, you know, they don't do this well, they don't do that well. It's a different option to watch on a weekday night when you're home with your family, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And I think, I think like it allows a separation also between collectors and, and, uh, like investors because i feel like that's not a very investment heavy product where it's a product for people to like kind of get to know people and, and collect the cards i think that's super yeah. cool right that's a good point and people who have watched the pfl every episode or every fight night every every time it's on getting cards by favorite collectors i mean there's probably pfl fans who never had cards who are not going to be doing cards to get the pfl cards mm -hmm. so it helps everybody involved i think for sure we're at a few ufc 282 yeah let's talk about the big fight night this big pay-per-view this weekend and big how that indicates market. the card market yeah there's a lot there's a lot of things here man a lot a lot of things here let's start let's start by addressing the canceled fights okay yeah we can talk about the canceled fights and then try to yeah oh then same through three fights canceled <laughs> three, three fights canceled. were canceled on for him uh originally he was supposed to fight alexander gustafson that was canceled then they moved to Felipe Lenz. That was also canceled. And then lastly um, was Antonio. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that was also canceled. Uh, other fights that were canceled notably was, let's see, Ronnie Lawrence versus... Yeah, so Lawrence pulled out. I believe they found uh, Stephen Kothlau to fight him. Yep. Bo Nickel fight got canceled. Unfortunately, that was, a, that was a big one for sure. Jamie Pickett, very good fighter. Bo Nickel, obviously, one of... The, probably going to be one of the biggest chases for next year's product so unfortunately we don't get to see him uh before the product comes out which is kind of interesting to talk about because we were thinking hey we're going to see bo nickel's first ufc fight before the product comes out but now we gotta wait does, does he have a fight is he is he booked right now i know it was saying for like february march yeah so now it's march 4th at 285 okay. It depends when Prism comes out. Yep, that's what I was about to say. I believe in 2021 and February, but not sure that's March. Yeah. So we're, it, it's sort of in that that middle ground, which I wouldn't be surprised if Panini is really slip within the same because when he fights, maybe like yeah. they could. I believe well, last I, year it came sure. out after Patty fought the weekend before it came out last year. So right. I, I wouldn't be surprised because you were you were on the books this early in, in March. 
if they if they plan it, not that it was definitely going to be the big only chaser in the product, but if they put some thought into it, that being part of it, like how I, was, I wouldn't be shocked. What I was asking is like, how much do you think his there like him not being present technically before the product? How much could that affect the product itself? With Bonicle as the only person in mind, but if they, if they can do before or after, they're probably going to do you think it's he's big enough right now to influence 100%. that? Yeah, uh, to an extent, yes. Yeah, uh, to an extent, one hundred percent is what I probably should have said because there's, there's a lot of other things that go into it, like yeah. printing the product, you know, when it gets shipped out and stuff like that. But Autos. my opinion, they this is just my. I think they should have it come out like the Wednesday before he fights that Saturday. Yeah. So that way you have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the three probably three biggest days people opening that product to chase Bonicol. And then if he gets a big win on that on that Saturday night on that pay per view on Saturday night, then the next week in the future of that product are going to be crazy good. Yeah. So that would be my, my guess with him. Other two ones. Uh, unfortunately, the main event Yuri Prochaska and Glover that was canceled um, due to a Prochaska shoulder injury, which is very unfortunate. That's Devin's sad, yeah. favorite fighter in the UFC right now. So that sucks. Um, and Yes, yeah, so they made a replacement for Lawler, I believe. Yeah, Morono getting in that that title that uh not not title shot the the, uh, the main card. So. I like Alex Morano. I actually a couple of fights ago he was coaching in the corner of I can't remember. Yeah, he trains with the with the Forks MMA and Safe Saud in uh, Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So was, was it Ryan Span? He was in the corner of no, it was uh it was a younger guy. I can't remember. He's got really long hair. I'm trying to think. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he was in the corner. He was very vocal, which I like to see. So super cool. He's a, he has card, I believe, in twenty twenty two prism. Yeah, he's got a rookie card. Yeah, I think I was green Polestar rookie at twenty. He's got a rookie autos rookie card. Yeah, he's, he's stuff. This is a, some big chance for him to get a big a, a big win over a big name. Well, he got a big win. It wasn't a big win, but he got a great win his last fight. I mean, yeah, I think so it was, it was a, a, a dog, and he. Put a beat on him. So it was a great. I went down a decision, but he won all all the rounds. So it's sure. like, and I mean, their their records are close enough, right? To where Santiago's twenty nine and six, and Alex is twenty two and seven. So I think, I think they're close enough to where I think he can make a big impact in his career. So look at Morono's like last two losses. They've been in his, except for the Cerrone fight, they've been in his two biggest opponents. You know, losing Chaos Williams and losing Anthony Pettis. Chaos is a dog. Yeah, you beat well. guys like you yeah. beat guys like Tamara and Gall and you know Reese McKee, who are, I believe, all three no longer in the UFC. It's like good, but can you beat a big name? Look, he's I believe he's thirty two now. I think he's I think he's taking this fight to prove that to himself that he can beat that big name. The fighter he was in the corner of was uh, Ricky. Turkios, Turkios, which he's an exciting fighter. And like I said, he's it was cool to see Alex in the corner shouting at him, giving him pointers, and now recently seeing him pick up this fight. So I'm excited for that. That's a big fight. Of course, the Comey event, Patty Pimblett versus Jared Gordon. We all know Patty Pimblett is Patty the Bad. One of not the biggest rookie chases in 2022 products. He's in Prism Select Chronicles. He will be an optic. Exciting to watch. Too. I mean, he's he's a fun character for sure. Yeah, has that UK you know market? Has the American market? Has probably in my opinion worldwide market, right? Yeah, definitely, I um, think he's stated he's made a statement in the UFC that he's here to stay. I mean, people want to say, is he going to be top five material, championship material? He's in an extremely hard division. But what's interesting is the lightweight division. I mean, the top dogs, if you look at it, they're getting older. So well, there's time, right? There's, there's yeah, there's also time. He's young. He's Moving up, I know Jared Gordon's not anybody in the top 10, but I mean, it's a big step up. Jared Gordon's a solid fighter, 19 and 5. I mean, this is a big step up for Patty. And if he goes in, dominate, gets a submission, gets a knockout, I mean, I think the Patty hype is, is real. I don't, I don't think Patty's. I think a lot of the hype of Patty that comes with Patty is the personality. And if he gets to become champion, that's to me, in my opinion, more chair on top of with Biden's cards than so much of him just being a good fighter and a good person. Yep. Right. He's he's very like very outgoing, very charismatic. To where he's gained a lot of following from that. Yeah, he's a great fighter too, but 
I don't think it's similar to like you know well you know, Tremayev, who Tremayev which was literally running through people. Um, and I think people were buying him because of his just dark dominance as a fighter. Uh, same with the guys in the other fights, Mitchell and Tapuria. Big one. They're very outspoken too, but not to the level of Mitchell. These guys are both, both undefeated, so people buying people buying Mitchell and Tapuria buying them. People buying them for their their fight quality of their fighting, not so much the personality like Patty in my opinion. I, I, like one of the reasons I like Patty is because he's established a personality and like a name in the UFC without like through being funny and through being chill as opposed to like through being a douchebag. He's know? not afraid to say what's on his mind, which has gotten him some trouble in the past. It's it's, it's been you know problematic at times. But that's refreshing for people who are also scared to talk in front of media or you know Try to say the right thing and the right thing only, right? He's he'll say good and bad, whatever's on his mind. Yep. Then so in that's the main gonna be, event, it's gonna be a big fight. Looking forward to that one. Also on the main card, we'll get to the main event. Yeah. Uh, Darren Till, who yes. we all know is like you know, fought. I believe it was three times. Uh, three main events. Then fought Tyron Woodley, got obliterated by a Darce choke after being knocked down. As I've trouble regaining his, his his winning ways, his winning ways since, um, taking on an upcoming seventeen two fighter, Drikas, he's going to be a very good fight in my opinion. Two middleweights are really really good, similar stylistically. Uh, what they with me with this fight is Drikas uh, can bring the action, can bring the pressure, so Till won't have much time to do his back foot as much in this fight. Yeah, it's going to be a tough fight. Uh, Drikas is, he, after his last fight, I mean, it was a bloodbath. It was really exciting. So as soon as Select came out and Prism was already out, people started hopping on the Drikas train, which you can see with his market. People really started to buy him. So Darren Till's got an established name in the UFC. So I think if Drikas having his rookie current products, if he beats Till, I think that's going to do wonders for his rookie card. He's one of those, he's like, one of those kind of, he's I know the radar rookies in 2022 with the loaded class it is. Kind of, I feel like fell into that sort of second tier, even though win here and still, in my opinion, it's in the top tier. Yeah, you know, yeah. guys like Brady have lost, like they're not lost. So it's it's ready to see if he can win. Probably jump those guys in the market to the top tier. Yeah, we. I also want to say one of the fights that we talked about that were canceled was the Bo Nickel fight. Um, coming off the Contender series. Um, Kind of not to replace it because it's not a replacement because it was already on the card, but to kind of keep people excited with some of these up and comers. We've got the 19 still, 19, 18. It's he's either 18 or 19 years old. He's the youngest UFC fighter for sure. Raw Rosas Jr. is fighting as well on this card. Six and zero, exciting fighter. He's got great combinations. Really good ground game. Very very good ground game. Um, Taking on Andre Perrin, who I believe is 29, so. You know, already what a eleven years. He's still twenty nine. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to ask before we talk about the main card. In terms of like card collection, in terms of um, like the card aspect of it, who do you guys want to address in the early prelims and then the prelims? First, I think Rosas win or lose. You know whether or not he, you know, shows strength as a man. Whether or not he's a man, but like that mature strength that fighters need to have to win. He'll still have cards as, as a rookie in 2023. I think he'll have a card, no, no doubt in my mind, win or lose on Saturday. Because, you know, because he might win in, in March and be back on track. Kind of similar to what Chase Super was going with. You know, he had cards, oh, yeah. right? So uh, he's someone to watch. Uh, I love the Torrentillo fight. That's Alexander Hernandez. He has cards, I believe, in 2022 Prism and products as well. Billy Torrentillo. Uh, and, of course, love the Curtis Buckley fight. Two great fighters there. We're big bookie fans here in St. Louis. Sebastian versus Lunjim Dula. Sebastian was like... He was supposed to be the next... World beater. Yeah. Like he was just destroying fighters. Then lost to Derek Brunson be a main of, in the main event. Had some losses since, since, since then. It's a pretty big step back. It's, a, it's an interesting one, though, because it is a big step back because of what we thought Edmund was going to be. But he ended up changing gyms, and I think that's going to work. Left the, uh, left the Ronda Rousey uh, gym at Glendale in California. So, but he, it's not though. He lost three great fights. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Munson, I mean, Hermanson, and Imovov. Those yeah. are like three top ten guys. Yeah. So, 
I see a prelim fight uh, between Cameron Seaman and Steven Kozlov. Yeah, yeah. Seaman's underrated. Seaman's 21. So all the talk that Rosas gets at age 18, Simon or Seaman is kind of a win in the Canada series. He's 21. He's so, born in 2000. Kozlov's a little bit older. I think he's he's 25. Five. So he's a labor placement. This fight definitely favors Simon, I think, in this fight. He's off the off the cable on the on the contender series. He's twenty one. He's Are you know, has more experience fighters. I don't know if um, he'll be in upcoming products. Um, yeah, probably probably not to make the cutoff. I don't yet. think. Yeah, this this um, next class is pretty stacked with Mokaya, Bo Nickel. They're getting close when they have to kind of decide. It's sooner than later. They may have already decided who's who's not going to be in it. Yeah, unless product, if, right? they, if they haven't printed it yet or are prepping for printing, unless like either one of these guys come in on Saturday and do something that we've never seen in the we're UFC again, make them sooner than later. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Then we probably won't see them in next year's product. But, but cards, though, speculation. Statement. You know, looks to be a guy who is one to watch. Yeah, I think I do want to say you did hit on Billy. I'm going to call him Billy Q just to make it simple. But I think I think Billy Q. I mean, dude, I I really like this guy, and I think a similar thing we're going to see with this guy. His market's pretty low right now. You can buy really nice Billy Q for really cheap. I think we're going to see kind of what we saw with Mateus Nicolau last week. A guy that it has talent. Obviously, he's not at the same level as Nicolau, but I think he's going to get a lot of eyes on him. With this fight, I really like Blake Hughes. I'm excited. Definitely. Also exciting. I love the heavyweight division. Jarzinia, Rosenstroik, first Chris Dawkins is one of the the second to last prelim fight. So it should be a good entertaining fight. Two guys are known to just knock people out cold. I'll never forget when Rosenstroik knocked out Alan Crowder with power jab. Like he just he just sat Crowder down with a power jab. These guys both have great power. Should be a great fight. In my opinion, someone's going to sleep here. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, the main card. I mean, before we get to the main event, probably I think we can all agree our second favorite fight on this card is the Mitchell versus Papuria fight. Coming to combine 27-0. Both have rookies. I think it was Mitchell in 2021 products. Papuria, yeah, both are big chasers. Both are undefeated. Both are young, up and coming. See. Great match we could hear, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. It did get moved to this card. So if you thought that you did see this fight on a previous card, yeah, and then yeah, exactly. So I'm excited. the The anticipation is through the roof for this fight. Like I said, both of these rookies are extremely chased. So somebody zero's got to go, and I don't know who it's going to be, man. This matchup's crazy. For well rounded, surprise edge in grappling, to probably edge in power and striking. A bit lost for. Both last time. So who knows what's going to happen in this fight? It's going to be a, probably a frantic pace, high level, high energy fight. Someone's O is going to get 30 seconds. The main event, we have, of course, Jan Bohovic, the former champ, on Nagomet and Kalayev. It's going to be a good fight. You guys are probably going to be striking. I mean, Jan may wrestle maybe, but um, I think it's going to be should strike. I think Goliath has rookies in 2021 products. Jan has rookies pre-year. I don't think he has rookies. Rookie was pre-peeing at the, the least, though. But um, Jan, you, you, you were telling the other guy, Jan's car do not sell very well right now. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was just looking at a curiosity because I know Magomed's market is pretty well off right now. So I was like, I'm curious going into what now is a title fight with Yuri um, giving up the belt due to injury. It's, it's very interesting because you would think now that he's getting another title shot, he's, I mean, he's a former champ. He's also, not only is he a former champ, but he is also one of Izzy's two losses. And Izzy's one of the best UFC fighters in the UFC as well. So yeah, and, this guy's good, man. And too. Like, he's, he's, he's a nice, too. you know, not, out, not very outspoken, but a very, a very, seems like a very kind, very nice guy. Yeah, you can, uh, Kind of a fun, unique personality, too. White sparkles of Jan Blavich for like 6 to $10 right now, which is crazy. Uh, on the other side, Magomed's market is very strong. He does have rookies in recent product, and a lot of people um, are buying into the hype of him because he's got power. I think he's – I saw – he's on a current streak right now of – it's either – He lost his debut and has won every fight since in the UFC. Yeah, so he's – I think it's nine fights in a row. Loss was a last-second submission loss to Paul Craig. You're right. Yeah, that's it. So it's interesting, man. This is going to be a great fight. Um, I'm excited, yeah, even guys, though... Who do you guys think is the underdog in this situation? 
I would say Jan. Favorite underdog or just betting underdog or both? Like, like, I think it is. Who do you, think, think, it is who do you think is what pe- who people expect to win? I think Okay. Yeah. Speaking of picks, let's get into our three picks. Gavin, for the first time, won this past weekend. Let's go. I, I finally got the first one. We've, we've, tied like, we've tied like three times or four times, and then Devin's won every other one. So. <laughs> we'll get past him. Who's the first pick, Gavin? Okay. okay, so my first pick on this card. This is a good one, man. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, so for my first pick, I'm going to go – should I take Buckley just to make Devin mad? <laughs> oh, okay, let's see. We'll let's the see. right thing. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah I do. I do get to go I hate first. To so I'm going to go – this is actually a really hard one now that I'm looking at it. I'm going to go with the fan favorite. I'm going to pick Patty the Batty for my first pick just for the exciting excitement factor. We'll do Patty. So he goes Patty the Batty. Devin, I'm gonna just write Buckley on yours. That's one of your yeah. Has, Buckley has to it. be. Go with it. Devin's up next. He's got to go number one if that's his guy. All right, uh, I spoke very high, highly of him earlier, so I got to pick him. I'm gonna do uh, Billy Q for my number two pick. Billy Q for Gavin Fahad. I'm going to go with in a very very dominant bounce back effort, Edmund Shabazian. That's a good pick. I like that pick. We both picked two so far. Who's your third, Gavin? Man, 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 man. Do I want to keep hiding or going into the hype trains? With Rosas? I got you now. <laughs> hype train, man. Yeah, let's, uh, let's do... Man, this is a hard card, man. It's a lot of good fights. I'm going to pick... Well, you hmm. picked an early prelim and a main card. Now you got to pick a, a prelim. A prelim? Well, it's, it's the way to balance it out. Well, Devin goes for the statistics. So. <laughs> my, my, line, my next pick is lined up. So I'm, yeah. for Gavin to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm going to do let, – let's do let's do the hype train. Let's do it. Let's do uh, – Jr. Sorry about that. Who are Gavin's three? Uh, All so winners. Patty, Billy, winners. and Rosas. We'll see. We'll see. My third and final pick to go along with Buckley and Shabazian will be Vinicius Salvador. Second fight of the night. Vinicius. Put V Salvador. I was going to put Vinny. Yeah, like Vinny Jr.? Yep. It's easier. Okay, player from Brazil. He's at 125. Flyweight. Oh, I going to get the KO. He's 14 and 4, man. Is that a good kind of. No, that's a good okay. thing. Okay. I'm not, no, 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 Usually news, also a little bit of a prediction. The Black Habib one of one prism from 2021 Panini Prism, the first ever Panini released, has hit auction. I believe it's a Beckett, uh, sorry, PSA 9, Black Habib one of one prism. We are going to have some fun making some predictions with what it might end. I believe it ends mid to late, maybe in a week or two, it ends. I think it's like the third weekend of December. So we have some time. Where as, is it? Where is it at auction? It has a PWCC premiere. It's a beautiful it's at, it's at 4K right now. Of course, previous gold that goes high is twenty six thousand. I believe the black auto from first prism did up to like forty K at market hype, market high. Yeah. We saw so the throwback. Remember we talked about the throwback? How it just dropped yep. like two weeks or two months, whatever it was. Yeah. Too, at so two significantly different prices. No, that was, I think the cover differently, but so. I'll start. Um, my prediction is that it ends at this top because, like, we don't know where the market is right now, right? Habib's a hard one. Habib's a hard one to, to in general to buy or to price. Um, it's two different. Usually with Habib, it's two different markets that are buying him. It's either Habib fans or people that know that he is in the go conversation. If you would ask me, like, a year and a half ago, I would have said forty k. Yeah, I would do right. I'm gonna say seventeen thousand right now. Further down. Wow. Seventeen K. Really? Yeah, it's high or low. I think it's low. Low? We'll see. We'll see. I mean the market, yeah, it's hard because the market isn't an interesting situation right now. I'm going with seventeen. So it's at four K right now with one week and one day left. What's your prediction, Bob? Ooh. What'd you say the gold sold for? Do your own research. I'm <laughs> saying it gold at the height of the market as, as a 10 by PSA did like 26k. That was like that's a year 10. ago. It's all out of 10. Those are going to be close. 
I think we're all going to be in the in the same neighborhood. I think it's just going to be based on like what number it ends up at. Actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to go around. I'm going to go 20k. I think 20k is a solid. So we're at 17k for Devin for myself. 20k fallout. What are you thinking, Gab? Are you thinking more? I'm just no. I don't know, man. It just depends, right? Again. So what option, I'm gonna do is I'm just you know, gonna just, bid just like fifty thousand on it and say okay, fifty thousand. <laughs> it just takes two people to get into bidding more, right? Okay, I'm gonna say what'd you say, seventeen Devin and twenty for five. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go right in the middle of both of them and say eighteen point five. This okay. is the price right here. <laughs> there you go. I gotta play my game, man. So I initially wanted to say 25 but i think that's too much so i'm i went with 20 but if it ends up being over 20 that means it's i win I think so 70k is probably the floor to me it's between 17k and 27k it's in that range we'll see <laughs> you can't yeah. do that uh, yeah you already picked 17 no no i i am sticking with my pick i think the, I think the top top price possible with a week left like you said it only takes two people and it only takes one person with the right amount of money that likes Habib or wants to make an investment on one of the goats in the game that wants to buy that card. So I think the ceiling, in my honest opinion, would be, I don't know, man, 35. I think that would be my highest price at the moment. We'll see. It's a in beautiful week, card. One day the picture is so cool, too, because it's him on the ground. If you haven't seen the picture, it's such a cool one. He's, it's awesome, dude. And the black, we were just talking about with the, with the Buckley card, debut... One of one true black prisms are so clean looking. So it's an awesome card. If you want to look it up, it is on the pwccmarketplace.com slash premier auction 6833. So if you want to, that's the, the, that's the, the, link. the link for it. <laughs> I was giving people the link. So yeah, if you want to just look, just look at it. And then obviously bid responsibly if you're looking to bid yeah just bid the number i said so i win <laughs> no nothing less nothing more also in ufc product news uh Panini, i think announced today or this is wednesday when we're recording but they are they are doing prism pink ice packs for 25 dollars on their website they're still there as of right now on wednesday night and just get three three pink ice prisms per pack not numbered Limited to some extent. I'm not sure how exactly they're limited, but yeah, it's interesting because white sparkles have been around, so we know, or we think we know at least what the print run may be. But with these, definitely a good amount, a ton more. I mean, it's twenty five yeah. bucks versus what the sparkles were going for. But yeah, it should no, be no, still no. limited. How, how much? Maybe they don't sell out, so they're still left over. How much do white did white sparkles pack go for? Well, they were in the membership, but packs packs are like a what eight hundred bucks a pack or something like that. I'm saying on their on their site. They didn't, they were in the membership that I bought. I can't. Them. I think White so Sparkle is part of the bucks 300. Back. I think it's 300. Yeah. So, I think I've okay. seen 350, 300. Right I wouldn't be surprised if the pink ices were 10 or 20 times the production of. So, like, yeah. two, two, maybe two, if not more. 200? If not more. Maybe more. But yeah. I would like say it was 25 bucks a pack. I don't, think, I don't think there was a limit per. So, there was a spook by 10 of them. Interesting. Anyway. Also, cool cards. also on the site announced that in, in um, I believe it's next week. December 13th, so that's next Tuesday, uh, they're going to be having UFC Donruss Optic first off the line, the Dutch very auction. Very It'll be starting at 400 bucks at the floor at 150 Now, what, I guess you don't know what a Dutch auction is. It'll go down, I believe, um, every five minutes in price. Um, but if you buy it, Price you bought it for, less than that, you still pay what you paid. You might, if you buy it way too long, it'll be. So, the key here is that you get, I believe you get one extra autograph, a triple stars autograph, one per box, a 12 box limit, which is a case according to the website. Uh, in my opinion, this is a very, very good price. Like, I agree. 400 bucks is like double what the high box will sell for, but. For a whole extra autograph card, like if it was extra number card that wasn't autographed, it'd be okay. Yeah, so the, the the normal hobby is only one autograph, by the way. So this first off the line is including a whole extra autograph. So there's going to be two total autographs instead of one. To me, is as worth, big. It's worth, you know, I think it's at like, you know, three and a quarter, 350. Yeah. To me, 100%. it's worth it. I you know? completely Plus, agree. You still get all the other hobby content too, and right? And you get the exclusive. So, Like, look at right now, like Prism FTL versus Prism Hobby. It's like double, if not, well, no, it's it's like five times, like five times. 
Elvin Hill is like two grand a box. Hobby is like 400, 500. So this can be different than, than that, of course. But and this is a good sign, too, just for the UFC community in general. I mean, seeing more first off the line, if you didn't know, first off the line usually has some really cool contents in it uh, and other products with NBA and NFL. So for Panini putting first off the line, more first off the line products with UFC product, it's very exciting, especially with a product that we thought was going to come out a month ago. It's kind of cool that even though it got delayed, now we're getting a first off the line version as well. So I am, it is one though that they're not going to have numbered or FOTL exclusive numbered cards that aren't autographs because I don't think we'll see Patty autographs. I don't think we'll see some of the big rookies as autographs. So like, yeah, I might get actually an numbered autograph, but it's going to be Mark Coleman, which is still cool. Or, or you know, it, it, it might be you know Paul Wakas again, so cool, but not the big chase. Yeah. That's the thing about this class right now. Since we've had a whole year of watching these rookies, knowing that Patty is that guy at the top of the market for rookies. I won't sign that, right? Yeah, it's, it's I, just, sign. I think the only other rookies that have autos with these new products coming out for the end of this year, I mean, what are we looking at? Tom Aspinall. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious to compared to Prism versus Chronicles. Yeah. But yeah, it's, we're in the downtowns too, which is exciting. They'll probably have Ashmanel autographs, probably have Legion Leung autographs. Oh, yeah, big too. Um, maybe hoping Jillian Turner has autographs. Yeah. He was in Concord, I believe, as the Canada's opera tickets. Yep. Um, but no, not, not always lost with the, with the rookie autographs. But yeah, I mean, you don't have a, a Paddy autograph chance, right. likely not. Umar autograph. Umar autograph, or... likely not, right? Yeah, so. But we're getting we're still have Islam autographs that are fucking being it. Uh, Sonya, of course, hopefully Khabib yeah. is in there too. So it's it's Steph, interesting because um, now we get to see the first off the line exclusive, but also we're finally getting downtowns, which is very exciting as well. And you know, in previous products, the FTL stuff has been more loaded. I was about to say in, that in too. Terms of compared to just hobby only products. So I've been watching a lot of Prism Twenty Two, uh, first off the line being ripped, and there's like. People were people gold shimmers, right? Blue like, shimmers. Yeah, you can get even like hobby only stuff still being pulled heavily, maybe even higher percentages than hobby boxes alone. Exactly. So if we if we're hopefully optic Donruss first off the line mirrors twenty twenty two prism first off the line because that means it'll probably be absolutely loaded. Yeah, and even other sports. I mean, FTL stuff. I just, maybe it's just a theory, but sometimes that it's more loaded than other hobby products of the same product. Yeah. All right. Any more UFC news, guys? That wraps it up. That's it. Everybody enjoy the fights on Saturday. Yep. yep. So, fights Saturday start at 5 o'clock Central. Also, before the fights, I'm going to just shout out the World Cup because it happens once every four years. Uh, 1 p.m. and 9 a.m. Morocco, Portugal and 9 a.m. And then England, France at 1 p.m. Should be fun. Let's get the win. See, Devin's rooting for England. I'm. I honestly don't care who wins between England and France, but I am rooting for. I am rooting for Morocco now because you're rooting for France. Be honest. I am actually not. I'd rather hey, England hey. win, but then lose in the semis. Wow. <laughs> I'm a Marcus Rashford fan for anybody who's wondering. So that's my my reasoning for England pick. I don't like France. I like more players on England, so I'll go with England for this one. But I mean, sure, I'll, I'll do it for Devin. And then again, I want Morocco to win. Uh, just because Arabs are cool. Um, and then at 5 o'clock starts the um, early prelims. Early prelims. 7 o'clock is the prelims. And 9 o'clock is the main card. That's all central. We'll be all hanging out watching here it. at the shop. Watching some content, too, for yeah. Instagram. Record some videos. We are debating on going live, like doing a live watch-along. Um, if anyone's interested in that, let us know on the Instagram. Um, we might do it. We might not do it. It just depends because we have a lot of we have plenty of people coming in to watch it also, with us. So we posted I think 11 a.m. on Friday. Friday night, we will be doing a whatnot stream from the shop with UFC Prism and various singles. Yes, Gavin, myself, will be at the shop. Uh, alongside our hockey stream of whatnot, we'll be doing under the all-time cards banner, doing a UFC stream of Prism hockey boxes plus singles. Plus fun, plus fight talk. Whatever you want. With yeah, we can talk. We can we can rip. We can do singles. We can do whatever you guys want. It's going to be great. So, Jason Prism, I'll be ready to rip. Yes, yeah, 2022 Prism yes. on all-time cards is whatnot. Patty one of one, true maybe black. Is it gold? I don't know. I think so, maybe. It's gold. And, and Patty black. black. 
So we're going to hit the Patty True Black one of one. Albazi Black. If the Albazi Black, that means it has to go to someone else. And then I want, I want, I want to do we're going to hit all 10 gold patties as well. Has he even hit yet? I don't know. I haven't seen any on the market. All right, so, just, so make available. sure you check out Old Time Cards on Whatnot Friday night for all the fun, all the auctions, all the, all the, all the singles. Time. All, all the time. All the time. Um, and then also, if you're into hockey and you're listening, it's going to be at 314 Sports Cards for hockey, also on Whatnot. And uh, yeah, so make sure you guys follow us on our Instagram at 314 Sports Cards and at Cards of the Octagon and at Old Time Cards and at Full Fit of Mohamed. And then do that for Twitter as well. Oh. <laughs> And go walking um, Buckley. Go walking Buckley. If you're listening, bro, St. Louis is in your corner. They are doing a walk party at Ballpark Village. If you're that in St. Louis. If, St. Louis. St. Louis. if not, just support him through your screens. Again, walking will be in your corner if you're listening. So good luck. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I think this is this has been the most fun episode. Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one.